The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. Well, it's no Prince. It is definitely no Prince. Uh, from the game to the commercials, really to the halftime show, this year's Super Bowl was a letdown. It was just kind of meh for a lot of people, including Alan Cross, host of the ongoing history of new music and music contributor to Chorus Radio and Global News. Hi, Alan. Thanks for joining us. I'm sorry. I'm just still waking up. Yeah, okay. I, was just, I, said, oh. I said to Andrew when, when the song was playing, I said, Alan's eyes are rolling back in, into his head right now. <laughs> Not again. Oh, I, I just came from the dog park, and <laughs> we were all talking about last night's game and how we thought it was, as a package from front to back, mm. the most boring sporting event that we'd ever seen in our lives. Wow. That's quite a statement. So listen, take us back to when Maroon 5 was announced. And uh, I know you weren't a party to this conversation, but uh, my co-host and I uh, having an argument about the caliber of the booking and me saying, well, that's not Super Bowl caliber. And my co-host saying, well, they're a very popular band. What was your take on the booking in the first place? Uh, My opinion was Maroon 5. That's (laughs) the best they can do. It was remember that. Yeah, go ahead. There's there is a long tradition of having some very, very big names. Bruce Springsteen, Paul McCartney, Prince, U2, Rolling Stones, Aerosmith. And I will grant you that Maroon 5 is a successful pop band. They've sold about 30 million records. But other than Adam Levine, could you recognize anybody in that band if you were hit by a car not with a one chance. of them driving <laughs> no no but you know they, they the nfl needed something very safe yes. and very inoffensive and that's who they were able to get yeah. this was the most toxic gig in music yeah nobody yeah. wanted it because of the controversy surrounding the nfl and colin kaepernick uh the situation around the take a knee mm-hmm. protests and the the overall Trumpian nature that the NFL ownership has has taken on. So it's I don't know if Maroon Five is going to be able to recover from this. To be honest. Well, Alan, it was I said to I said to Andrew because we've been debating this back and forth for mm-hmm. a while now. As far as I'm concerned, Maroon Five I couldn't win one way or another on this one. They just they just couldn't. The you know the NFL that the Pepsi halftime Super Bowl show whatever it is. Um, it it just there was no winning here. There was nothing because all of the a lot of the acts that people maybe would have liked to have seen certainly out of Atlanta out of that area, people are saying, no, I don't want anything to do with it. Yeah, that's exactly it. Now, Atlanta is a couple of things. It mm-hmm. is a hip-hop mecca in the world right now. Yeah. And secondly, it is, I think, the sixth largest U.S. city, and it has a black majority population. Mm-hmm. You would think that there would be some sort of arrangement whereby you would be able to showcase the talent of Atlanta. And nobody wanted to do Well, there's one exception. Big Boy was one half of Outcast. Outcast is from Atlanta. That's the only local representation. Well, and the national anthem. Well, okay, but you know, we're talking about. Okay, well, you know what? We have to actually make some distinctions here. There's the national anthem with mm-hmm. Gladys Knight. Then there were all the non halftime musical events that happened the week leading up to the game. Mm-hmm. Oh, I wanted to B, talk about that. 
Right. So Cardi B, absolutely not going to perform at the uh, NFL halftime show because it's uh, blah, 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 blah. Oh, but Cardi B will take money to appear in a Pepsi commercial with Little John. Yep. And she will take money to appear at a pre-Super uh, Bowl party uh, that just doesn't have to be halftime. So you know, a little bit of hypocrisy there. Uh, there were so many acts that, that played those shows. Uh, Run the Jewels, uh, Foo Fighters, uh, Bruno Mars. You know, they wanted nothing to do with the halftime show, but they'll take money elsewhere. Yeah. Um, this whole, <laughs> it kind of really bugs me a little bit, to be honest with you. The whole, I don't know if the word is controversy or not, over the fact that Adam uh, took his shirt off and, oh my gosh, he showed his nipples and, oh my gosh, how come he can do it? And Janet could. What did you make of that, Alan? Okay, here's the, the way I approach that. If the Janet Jackson, Justin Timberlake wardrobe malfunction happened today, Mm-hmm. Would we freak out, well, sorry, would America freak out as much as they did when it happened? Yeah, 14 years, I don't think so. I don't think so. No. And and, and I'll tell you why. It's because if you go back and look at that footage, it appeared, but Janet Jackson took the brunt of the Mm -hmm. criticism and hassle for that. Her career was derailed for a couple of years as a result of that that, um, act. Justin Timberlake skated away free. Uh-huh. Do that today, and you know who gets hit with all the criticism? Justin Timberlake. Yeah, it would have been. And yeah, absolutely. And, and Janet Jackson will, would be painted as a victim. I, you know what? I was reading uh, the uh, the the column that you had uh, wrote this morning when we and I reached out to you, and I didn't realize that there were some really notoriously bad halftime shows over the years, like excruciatingly <laughs> painful halftime shows. Yeah, I, we started back with the traditional marching bands. Mm. And then for a number of years, we had the Up With People kids. If you're of a certain age, you'll remember the wholesome whiteness of Up With People. <laughs> that was that went on for a while. And then there was a salute to Disney. Then a salute to oh, the I big band that. era. Uh, and then, a, you know, what else was there? Uh, it, it really didn't change until 1993 when Michael Jackson mm. was yep. booked. And there were some hit and misses after that, but that was the change. They realized, the NFL realized that they could sell the halftime show for big dollars if they had an A-level person performing. And that's when things changed. So So let me ask you about that, because you mentioned in your column about that change and the fact that that was the point at which performers now saw it as something that you'd want to do because you're benefiting so greatly from this. So kind of a win-win for the fans, the performer, and for the NFL. But uh, these performers are getting paid big bucks, though, right? No, 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 they're not. Uh, the NFL believes that, listen, we're going to give you 13 minutes on primetime television with an estimated TV audience of somewhere north of $100 million or 100 million people. You're lucky that we don't charge you for the privilege of appearing. So just to be so clear, the, they, don't char- they don't pay them. They do not pay them. Uh, they do get paid uh, with some production fees, but for a performance fee, uh-uh. And in this case, Maroon 5 donated money to Big Brothers Big Sisters, Mm -hmm. uh, like half a million dollars Mm -hmm. or something. So they actually paid to be in the (laughs) halftime show. Um, You know, I think you're right. (laughs) <laughs> I think that's exactly it. Which may have been how they got there in the first place. <laughs> well, it may have been because, you know, uh, they, we had known about Maroon 5 being part of the halftime show since November. 
it was only just two weeks ago that it was announced that Maroon 5 was definitely playing the halftime show. So that tells you a bunch of stuff. This the, the NFL was so worried about the backlash, or Maroon 5 was, sorry, was so worried about the backlash yeah. if, once they were announced as the halftime, pres- uh, halftime presenters that they uh, delayed everything by two months. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. then the week leading up to the Super Bowl, there is always a big press conference Can't. where the halftime entertainer answers questions from the press. Everybody has done this. You too. Aerosmith, Springsteen, even Prince showed up. <laughs> but this year, they canceled it yeah. because, well, we don't want any awkward questions for our entertainers. Mm. And if you saw Roger Goodell stammer <laughs> his way through some press conferences last week, the NFL is not in the mood to answer any tough questions. So, you know, I have to ask your take on this, and I know you're a musicologist, and, and this is not uh, strictly along those lines, but um, oftentimes when a celebrity, particularly an entertainer, um, does a function and, you know, people are like, look at them selling out for whatever, because it's about the money, right? So now that we know that it's not about the money, Maroon 5 didn't not only didn't get paid, but they probably paid for the privilege of being there. I wonder if you see any hypocrisy then, you know, why does the hot dog vendor not get criticism? Why does the ticket taker not get criticism? Or why is it just the entertainer that gets the criticism for participating in this event? Because those are normal, regular, everyday people who need the job. Mm. That's it. And with somebody like uh, an entertainer, See, when you, when you, this, everything has become, everything is, is polarized, everything is politicized yeah. in the United States. And when you have this issue of race thrown in, and again, everything seems to boil down to race in America, you have Maroon 5 trying to cross this philosophical, intellectual, and ethical line. And it's, it's, like, a, it's like a picket line. You know, how are you going to cross that carefully and delicately? And, and they just couldn't. It was, they were morally bankrupt with the whole thing. <laughs> and, uh, you know, this whole business about, you know, Travis Scott, one of the performers, yeah, yeah. saying, you know, uh, you know, hearing about, uh, I got the blessing of Colin Kaepernick. Mm. Well, no, you didn't. <laughs> <laughs> and then after the fact, uh, Colin Kaepernick's lawyer comes out and says, you know, again, you're, you're, you're trying to eat your cake, uh, have your cake and eat it too. I loved, I saw a tweet uh, after the, the halftime show last night. Hey, just announced Rascal Flatts playing next year's <laughs> Super Bowl halftime show. Well, I'm like, Rascal, okay. <laughs> who's this, next? This is, well, this is actually a really good point. Given the blowback this year, mm-hmm. I'm going to make a prediction and say that the NFL will go with a country act that is all apple pie and flag and mum so that the uh, it see uh, football is America. America is football, and mm. right now, rock and pop again don't really fit with that anymore because everything has become so Trumpian with with football. Mm. So your 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 own the NFL's only choice is to go back and get the most conservative mom and apple pie, my country or the highway kind of artist. And I bet you, I bet you, you will either have a country artist or a series of country artists who follow mm-hmm. that line, or Kid Rock and Ted Nugent. <laughs> no, that would be exciting, though. That would be good. <laughs> I have to 
ask you before we let you go, Ellen, again, we thank you for your time today. Um, there's always the debate, and I got into it last night uh, on Twitter, um, you know, the best uh, Super Bowl halftime show, and went back and spent some time watching some today. Again, uh, some of my some of my friends were like, well, when I think of great halftime shows, I think a lot of the women, they thought of Beyonce, they thought Katy Perry, my eyes rolled, um, Lady Gaga, that sort of thing. I still go back to Prince. I think Prince's halftime show was possibly the best I've ever seen. Um, what where do you rank? Well, what would be your number one? Prince playing Purple Rain in the, in rain. the rain. Yeah. Uh, that will go down as one of the greatest performances Ever. of all time. Yeah. And I would follow that up with, um, I think, with Beyonce. Yeah. Pretty, yeah, I was watching that and, one last night, too. Yeah. And I might, even, I might even give third place to Bruno Mars. Bruno's, like a, that Bruno's a spectacular performer, yeah. though, too, right? Like, he's just got yeah. more energy than anybody, so... They were all better than arriving on a dog sled, I'll tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> hey, maybe maybe Maroon 5 can play the Grey Cup halftime show. <laughs> Absolutely. There we go. Alan Cross, thank you for joining us this afternoon. Uh, he is the host of the ongoing History of New Music, and, of course, a music contributor to Course Radio and Global News. Always great to talk to you, Alan. Thank you so much. Oh, you're welcome. Take care now. I never meant to cause you any pain. I didn't want to one time see you laughing, babe. Only want to see you, see you laughing, yeah, in the purple rain, purple Hey, uh, still speaking of the Super Bowl, here's some quick facts for you. I'm not an NFL guy, as you know, but you are. Uh, do you know the Rams are the second team in Super Bowl history to fail to score a touchdown? Mm-hmm. Only the second. 1971 Dolphins was the other team. There were uh, there were bets going on in Vegas last night because, you know, if, 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 if one of the teams didn't get anything, I think it was the Patriots, it was like 500 to 1. Wow. Rams was t- uh, 250 to 1. Yikes, yeah, really? and, and so you can imagine some people in Vegas, some of the, the, the book and some people have put some money down on that going, oh, come on, come on, come on. Yeah, you would think, think right? It was the be... lowest scoring Super Bowl in history. However, um, not the greatest, not the smallest margin mm. of victory, though, because Super Bowls are often closer yep. than that, even though it was low scoring, but a 10-point margin. Uh, the Patriots won their sixth Super Bowl yep. title. That ties them with the Steelers for the mm-hmm. most all-time. Uh, all of New England uh, have come since 2001, with 18 seasons, the Steelers took 35 years to accomplish the same thing. And this was a weird stat. 27 of the Rams, 60 plays. 27 of their 60 plays, so 45%, went for zero or Mm. negative yards. Yeah. Yikes. Yeah. Too bad for the Rams. Um... On that note, the uh, the NFL 100th uh, anniversary commercial was possibly one of the best things that I have seen in a long time. Having all of those, did you see the commercial? I did not. Oh, it was hilarious. You have to go and, and watch this. It's just all um, someone. You have to watch. I want to see the Washington it. Post commercial. And too. the Washington Post commercial, although it was interesting, someone said, "I wonder how much that cost and how many reporters you could hire for that one." <laughs> and hey, who won the props bet? 
Oh, I don't know. Was it you? It was me. Are you kidding? <laughs> I did. I won oh, it. Oh, good for you. Yeah, the 630 Chad Props bed. Do you know what, though? Uh, back Eight out to, of ten. Oh, good for you. Wow. Uh, back to the Washington Post, uh, yeah. and I had not heard that, but so how many reporters could you have? Well, that's true of any advertising. If you I were know. to say, hey, how many I more know. people could we it's have about, in Chad if we didn't advertise? It's, or, a very, you know? it's a very powerful commercial. Yeah, is very it? very powerful ad, yeah. But you, the, the you advertise NFL when you need additional yeah. revenue, not to save additional expense. And, and the NFL's 100's completely different, but possibly, I think that was probably uh, ranked right up there as one of the best. Huh. See, you won, eh? Was I close? What, do you know? Did mm, they I don't think the so, scores? no. But that was Morley doing the, because uh, mm-hmm. we know Morley's not great at math. Really? I'm, yeah, he's not. By his own admission, he says he's not good at math. He counts on his fingers. <laughs> it was just right or wrong, yes or no. Oh, no. Did it go longer than a minute 47? Yes. Well, I'd like to see the scores. Well, well, I'm, I'm sure not he, questioning it. I'm I, sure he's going well, to bring it I in. Am. I'm sure he's actually going to bring it in and talk All right. to it. Yeah. Perfect. So, but yeah, $60. <laughs> the 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad.